This item is based on a speech that I gave to a special conference on disability hate crime organised by the Northwest Community Engagement Network with the Crown Prosecution Service to launch the National Hate Crime Strategy in Liverpool in December 2007. The event was sponsored by the Northwest Regional Assembly, who asked me to speak as the chair of the region's Equality and Diversity Group. The Northwest Equality and Diversity Group was set up by the Regional Assembly in 2004 when it began to develop the UK's first ever regional equality and diversity strategy. Since then, the group has gone from strength to strength and grown into a network of over 50 public, private and third sector organisations with an interest in equality issues and from all corners of the region. Similarly, the Equality and Diversity Strategy has also gone from strength to strength since 2004. It was recognised as a transformational action in the Regional Economic Strategy of 2006 and its three objectives have been mainstreamed into the business plans not just of the Regional Assembly but also the Northwest Development Agency and Government Office Northwest. One of those three strategic objectives is to reduce hate crime. To be honest, when this was adopted, I think most of us were probably thinking principally about race and homophobic crimes, plus domestic violence, of course. However, it's important to make clear that highlighting and tackling disability hate crime fits very well with this overall goal. That's why a conference specifically dedicated to that topic was so timely and welcome. The extent of hate crime is as extraordinary as it's unacceptable. According to the British Crime Survey, as many as 260,000 racially motivated and religiously aggravated crimes were committed nationally last year. And, every year, 3 million women across the UK are on the receiving end of some kind of gender-based violence. That adds up over an adult lifetime to the truly startling statistic that 24% of women will at some time be subjected to, to sexual violence or rape. In the last 12 months in the Northwest alone, there were 2,846 sexual assaults and 1,665 rapes reported to the police. Everyone in society is fearful of random violence by a stranger. When it happens, of course, it shocks and makes headlines. But some of us, and when I say us, I don't just mean women, I mean black and white minority ethnic residents, LGB folk, trans people, religious minorities, the old and the young, and those with a disability, are also fearful of systematic violence. And often that violence originates from those who are known to us. That's why it's good to see that the government has restated and is in effect promising to redouble its efforts with respect to hate crime. It's planning to introduce legislation which will make it clear that inciting hatred on the grounds of sexual orientation will become an offence. This will hopefully also apply to transgender and transsexual people. The trans community has presented a compelling case for them to do so. We also think including disability within the scope of the legislation should be seriously considered. Meanwhile, we know that efforts to combat domestic violence, which makes up 15% of all recorded crime in this country, are also being stepped up. Unfortunately, here in the Northwest, we have a long way to go. A recent report entitled The Refuge Lottery, prepared by the group End Violence Against Women and working, I'm pleased to see, in partnership with the New Equality and Human Rights Commission, made clear that, as a nation, 
there are more refuge spaces for abused and stray cats and dogs than for women and their children escaping domestic violence. And the northwest was cited as one of the regions offering least for those suffering such abuses. We therefore await with interest the implementation of the new Equalities Public Service Agreement, as well as the promised National Equalities Strategy later this year. We are also ready, not just the Northwest Equality and Diversity Group, but I'm sure also all the partners who now support it, the Regional Assembly, the Development Agency and Government Office Northwest, to do what more we can to take forward these issues. Hate crime is, in my opinion, the tip of the discrimination iceberg. The path from prejudice to pathological hatred is thankfully not trodden by many. Unfortunately, however, some people do travel inexorably from one to the other. Hate crime highlights the inequality in our society, which still runs far too deep. What's more, it brutally reinforces that inequality. Hate crime not only scars individuals, but it also scars society as a whole. As a region, the Northwest has said reducing hate crime is a priority. Taken together with the other two regional priorities, ensuring, ensuring employment for all and celebrating diversity as an economic as well as social and cultural asset, this adds up to a coherent agenda for change. People with disabilities, for example, ought to be able to expect many more employment opportunities in this region. They also need to be celebrated for their contribution to the life of the Northwest. But in addition, they must be free from hate crime. These three ingredients are essential if disabled people are to realise their potential. In turn, that's necessary if the region is to achieve its potential. It will take all of us working together in partnership over the coming months and, dare I say it, probably years, to help reduce disability hate crime. But having a conference specifically dedicated to recognising the subject is an important start.